Hey, where blood comes cleansing, and this is the Kingdom Core Podcast. Everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Core Podcast. I'm Chris, and I got my friend Sean with me. What's up, guys? And we had a super sick interview. Yeah, uh, we did. Great guys, awesome band, and I think it's one that you guys are really going to enjoy. Sean, who did we have on? We had With Blood Comes Cleansing, Christian Deathcore Legends. Um, yeah. You almost call them like kind of like early forefathers of the Christian Deathcore movement. Because I yeah. mean, they started not be- much they started before, before Doom, who like yeah. you would call the fathers of Christian Deathcore honestly you know yeah so <laughs> yeah no it was super cool to have these uh-huh. guys and kind of take a deep dive uh into their discography kind of leading up to this interview mm-hmm. and uh and for those who don't know a- they're back together so yeah yeah that's why we had them on it was this wasn't a legacy interview so <laughs> first uh first single in over 15 years 15 years yeah they're gonna and- play furnace fest yeah Oh, and man, uh, some other shows. So, yeah, the conversation was really cool. Uh, talked a lot about uh, also their faith and how they've they've all remained believers this long and that mm-hmm. they the reason uh, they, they reunited was for the gospel and that alone. So, yeah, yeah, just a really fun conversation. I think it might be the first interview they've done since they got back together. So we're really honored that they... Uh, but they gave us their time and decided mm-hmm. to use a full band practice to uh, to talk with us. But yeah, before absolutely. we get going, um, we got an inter. Er, uh, sorry, we, we got, got an, an interview. interview. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a review uh, for those who haven't listened in a while. Chris started a new tradition of reading a review of our podcast from our Apple. Um, music listeners or Apple Podcasts listeners. So if you want to help us out and then also maybe hear a review that you wrote read on air, go over to the Apple Podcast app and give us a five-star review and then write a review and maybe we'll read it in an upcoming episode. Just today, like Jake Haver. Jake Haver, the Christian Metal Podcast. If you're looking for Christian rock and metal bands, this is the podcast for you. They bring on bands and band members. They discuss their stories on how they became a band, where the band is going, their faith in Jesus, how they incorporate that into their music, what the music means to them, and what they want the listeners to take away from the music. Truly a great podcast. The hosts are great. They ask good questions and let the guests speak fully on the question and don't interject. Thank you, Jake. I think yeah, that is you, a uh, his description of our Very format thorough. was like pretty much word for word what we did with with blood comes cleansing (laughs) (laughs) we discussed stories on how they became a band where the band is going their faith in jesus how they incorporate (laughs) that in their music and what the music means to them so (laughs) there you go jake thank you so stay tuned and this is with blood comes cleansing scott i like your wallpaper Thank you. It's uh, a <laughs> cranes. Oh, wow. Cranes. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. kind of like mine. It's the it's the old grandma. Yeah, there you paper. go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that exposed brick? <laughs> it's a it's a chimney for an old furnace that was in this house. Oh, it was cool. built in the forties. So that's a great segue into Furnace Fest. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear about how that came to be. Was like Furnace Fest the thing that got you guys back together or was it a conversation before that? I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, they reached out yeah, so, to you, right? Yeah, so I wound up uh, – actually, I'm trying to think of how it started. Crane said something about – It started with you saying like years ago that you wanted us all to do it. Yeah, whenever we put out the vinyl, I was like, we should do a reunion. And whenever they started in Furnace Fest, I was like, man, we should play Furnace Fest. And it just never came to fruition. And then um, – I told Crane, I was like, well, I know Chad. So I was like, let me reach out to him and just see what the deal is or whatever. So I started talking to Chad and he was like, dude, I love this idea. And I was like, then let's do it. So yeah, that <laughs> night they sent us a deal and we were like, let's go. So Oh, that's yeah, dope. Kinda, that's yeah. There's a lot of bands from from your guys' era re- reuniting. Right I know. Now. We got underneath the gun now. So do you guys have any friends in those bands that are reuniting right now? Like from it seems like a bunch of bands from the same era, like the the late two thousands. Yeah. There's some guys, guys here and there. And Knights of the Abyss just do something. We toured with them once. Yeah. Um Okay. But but yeah, I, I didn't know underneath the gun. Um oh, okay. Yeah. But I think we did tour Knights of the Abyss for a bit them and Elysia and it's like Whitechapel. Carson, all the girls. Oh, you guys Carson's toured with Whitechapel girl. back in the day? Yeah. We, we took yeah. them on their first US tour. No way. That's yeah. dope. Us and them and years spent cold. We did like an Eastern Seaboard deal. And then we all split up when we got up into New England. Then they went with, uh, who did they go with? Red Cord and somebody else. And we went back west with Elysia, Knights of the Abyss, and Arsonist Get All the Girls. Yeah, it nice. was a fun summer. It was cool. That's cool. cool. cool couple of tours. So you guys are all original members from the Golgotha era? No. no. Myself. No. Let's do introductions. <laughs> I think that would be good. <laughs> 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 yeah, this Scott and I are probably the closest to like original members. And then Michael joined us and recorded okay. Golgotha with us. So as far as Golgotha is concerned, uh, me, Scott, and Michael yeah. are original members. But um, – then look at these Michael kind of came in later. <laughs> so you guys are new to the band? Yes, sir. Okay, very new. New to playing in the band. Uh, known those guys uh, oh. forever. Yeah. So forever. from the same Way hometown. Back. So for them, for them to tell it, uh, I was their biggest fan. <laughs> so it kind, of worked, it kind of works out good. Uh, yeah, it was a mercy hire. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, dude, this is a bass player. You don't have to actually do anything. Just, just come hang out. We're we're on a track. It's fun. <laughs> How good can you fake the bass? You know, <laughs> looks scary on stage. Man. That's all we want. And then uh, Zach, um, he was probably the only one that was not one of our you know close friends for many many years. But we played in a you know with his band, his old band called Longstreet, a long time ago. Um, several times here in the Atlanta area. And uh, one of our mutual friends kind of su- suggested him to me. And yeah, we tried him out and it worked out. Nice. And then you guys got back together and you cranked out a sick new single. Is that just a sign of things to come or is that just kind of a one-off in preps for Furnace Fest? Well, it's definitely not a one-off because there is another one. Okay. Ooh, heck yeah. We have like... recorded one more song as well. So that's awesome. Hopefully, hopefully we will try to release that one too before we start playing. 
uh, just to build some hype on some some new stuff that we're doing. That's sweet. Yeah. What was it like getting back into the studio after 15 years? And then for you, Michael, like 17 years, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, no, it was awesome. Uh, you, when you have that creative side, like inside of you and you sit on it for too long, you're like itching to get back to, to writing and doing that kind of thing. So like we've toyed around with, we've, we've been on a, a text thread for years, you know, with the band guys mm-hmm. and just like, joking around and whatnot we always have thrown out the idea oh we should play again or whatever so like when this furnace fest kind of you know geared it up and then it was like oh mm. shoot man, like we should do this again you know like, <laughs> yeah. like and, and, and uh yeah you know because of releasing golgotha on vinyl and that kind of yeah. sparked everything off mm-hmm. with, with michael coming back yeah. and that era of our band we kind of decided that most of our set will be geared toward Golgotha and just kind of playing Golgotha. And then we figured, well, Golgotha is really short. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 23 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so if somebody asked us to play with like a 30 minute set, we couldn't. Um, so <laughs> we had a couple more songs. Some people you know? said they liked that part about it. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's just enough. You're not annoyed with it. Yeah, I like so that. We wanted, to, we wanted to write a couple more songs just to yeah. show that. Hey, look, we are still interested in playing some more. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, this year we have a few things planned and we'll continue as, uh, as long as, you know, as long as God wants us to, I guess, yeah. and we'll have us mm-hmm. keep going, you know? So that's awesome. Was it after such a long break, was it hard to get into that groove again to play this type of music? Like, are you guys, have you guys actively listened to all the heavy stuff over the years or was this a, a process to get into? <laughs> We had to remember the songs to relearn them. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was that was the struggle at the beginning, <laughs> trying to get back to whatever tuning we recorded Golgotha in. You can you remember what we tuned in, Scott? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Minor detail time. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I had a song that this, I, I swore it started on the fifth fret, and I tuned my guitar to play along with on the fifth fret and couldn't make any dang sense out of it. <laughs> that was the funnest. I mean, we all laughed a lot about it. Crane had awesome notes that he took, his little <laughs> music stand sheet he had that he flipped through <laughs> that, I mean, uh, I was, I was literally doing tabs for us, so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And Michael, yeah. for you, what was it like uh... – doing uh, growl vocals and screaming again. Like, did you keep up with that or did you have to rebuild that? Yeah, every once in a while, like I've always checked just to see if I still have it. So I've never just like completely let it go. When you're in your car or something, you just throw it out there and be like, okay, I still have yeah. it. So. <laughs> Do you scream along like in the car to old with blood comes cleansing music or no. like other music? No, not to blood, just other music. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't even like to hear myself. It's weird. You know, like, <laughs> like oh, that's. Yeah, cool. I hear that a lot. I know with, with vocalists. <laughs> so, that's but yeah, now getting back to studio writing again has been a blast, man. So that's hopefully awesome. it's received well. I, mean, I feel like people are liking it. I'm sure we'll have a few critics out there, but it's been fun. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I took a listen to all of it this morning mm-hmm. again, uh, and actually, I did a reaction to the new song. Um, the I just noticed it felt like a really good continuation. Like obviously I know mm-hmm. horror was a bit different than Golgotha, but like it it sounds it sounds new and it sounds refreshing, but it also sounds like a throwback 
so it, it fits in well with what you guys had done prior. I'd agree with that because I was before this. I was at the gym and I threw Golgotha on, and then I had pericardial effusion like in the queue next after that. And I didn't even know when Golgotha ended and when the new song began because it just okay. it's, it had that rawness and it had the same sound, and I love that. It really is a continuation. Yeah, it's awesome. That's yeah, what I, I think that's like what we were going for. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to keep in the same thread. Because we, we struggled with this when we first sat down to write horror that um, I think Carnivorous Consumption was the first track we wrote on that. And we were like, oh, we want to be death metal. We want to get away from this. We we wanted to have all these new elements in the song that we wrote this song. And I remember finishing it and like finalizing it saying, we like that. And someone goes, let's just play Golgotha. And so we played Golgotha. <laughs> and we all kind of laughed at it. Because we were like, Golgotha was way way heavier and uh and so we that was kind of the one track on the record that was like uh, let's try to do something different and then it's like no this is this is our lane we we write this way this is the what we how we think of music and so i felt horror was in the same thread of that and then even writing these new tracks it felt like what i would have written if we wrote an album in 2010 mm, that's really cool and how long were you guys like sitting on these riffs for this song or did you guys, or were you guys just like, okay, we're going to write a new song, here's something? The new song, the second song we've got, the opening riff, I wrote it. Yes, <laughs> 12, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. <laughs> wow. We used it, like, opening shows and stuff like that. It was just a cool, heavy yeah. breakdown. And we never had put it in a song. We didn't, we weren't writing anything at the time, so it was just something I'd come up with. And Yeah, um, we, we used it as an intro a long, long time ago. Like, yeah. if you find some YouTube videos of us playing – we opened our set with it kind of like oh, okay. it stopped oh. touring came back and did some scream the prayers. Yeah. yeah. And we, uh, we used that to open our set for a few different shows. Uh, it's a riff that's, I guess no one's really heard yet. Um, so, um, but as far as pericardial effusion, that those riffs we wrote just recently, right? Like, so yeah, I mean, it's all, new. It's all brand new within the past, probably four months. That's really cool. I have to ask because I thought this was really funny. Somebody commented on our dual post about the new song asking if, based off the name, if any of you guys became cardiologists at all after you quit the band. <laughs> no. 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 Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a nice segue. Do you guys want to talk about what the new song is about? Like, yeah, I can tell you. Lyrically so, and... Yeah, pericardial effusion is what they said happened when when they would hang you on a cross, uh, you could not get breath. Mm. So your lungs would fill up with fluid. So to get breath, they would have to push themselves up off mm -hmm. of their legs to try to get up in that. So I kind of took the concept, like you said, we wanted to flow from, for me, Golgotha into a new song. I wanted to kind of still stay in that vein of that album and be able to kind of flow straight from that into something, Not maybe not a full concept of that, but like something that kind of went to that. So I wrote it from the eyes of um, the guys that were hanging on the cross next to Jesus. So wow. hmm. I had that conversation in that last moment that they had before. And uh, so that's where it came from. That's so cool. Wow, so you've cool. got like one verse that's like from the guy mocking him. And then the other is the, uh, the, the guy that right. turns in his last moments. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, this moment of uh, thief and that, that mm -hmm. moment that 
conversation. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, we, you know, Golgotha kind of set in that same setting. So we wanted yeah. to come from that. And yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Scott, you look good down there, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think my wife just took my son up to, to bed. I'd, I'd bring him and the other ginger here. Um, so I'll get later some more right here. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, for those listening who maybe like you guys are a new band to them because they, uh, they were much, much younger or way too young back in uh, 2006 to, to know Golgotha. I'd love to hear, myself included, by the way, <laughs> um, I would love to hear just the history of the band, like how you guys got together in 2006 and just uh, almost like a hindsight reflection of the history of the band and why you guys disbanded and all of that. Sure. I mean, so I guess if you started, like I joined a band called Betrayed with a Kiss. Um a long time ago, that was probably 2005 or so, 2004, 2005, sometime around there. Yeah. Um, shortly after that, we had a uh, cease and desist from a band that was kind of, I think it was like Illinois or something like that, that said, hey, that's our name. You can't use that name. You got to change your name. Oh, so wow. me and those guys were kind of like, okay, well, what do we change it to? And then um, one of my friends, a guy named Josh uh, Lafayette, he came up with the name with Blood Comes Cleansing. He was like, well, I was going to name my band that and that band's not going to happen. So you can have it if you want. I was like, dude, I love it. Let me run it by the guys. And they loved it. So uh, that kind of happened. And then we, we did a couple of tours under Betray with a kiss, maybe like one or two. And then as with blood comes cleansing, uh, we kicked off. And then right off one of our first tours is with blood comes cleansing. Um, our drummer decided that he was leaving and at that point, we got in Scott's younger brother, Spence. Okay. Um, whenever he joined the band, before we even got our first show, I think our other guitarist decided he was leaving. And then Spence was like, hey, my brother Scott can play. And that got Scott in the band. That was probably, what year was that, Scott? 2005? Yeah, Four, summer five? 2005. Yeah, yeah 2005. Um, <laughs> shortly after that, you know, then let's see here. Um, Dean Atkinson was our vocalist at that time. Um, so you could say he was probably like the original vocalist for Wood Blood Comes Cleansing. Uh, he had some stuff going on and had to leave the band. And then Michael and I are childhood friends. We went to school he together. Was Gavin Prince, we were like six, yeah, seven, yeah, for now. like over 30 years. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, I guess now. Bad, um, so you could tell them what you were doing at the time. No, you were like in another band. Yeah, I was in several other bands. Uh, well, Jeremy and I were in a band before all this mm -hmm. uh, when we were young called Ascension and Escape. Yeah. And then okay. uh, I moved to Tallahassee, Florida and joined a band called Amber Callus. Um, after being oh, in yeah. Remove the Veil, which uh, wound up signing to Face Down. Oh, you were in guys. Remove the Veil? I was in there. there actually, I helped start Remove the Veil. So Cliff and I were childhood friends as well. Yeah, we all grew up So together. we, yeah. We're and Chris from Chasing Victory. And Chasing you know, Victory, Victory they're our buddies. So we all yeah. like oh, Chris. Oh, no kidding. We all grew wow. up in this town together. We've all yeah. been friends since we were kids. Like, we just all grew up around each other. So we were all in a band together, and then we all went into other bands. So, yeah, I was in Remove the Veil, then went to Amber Callis. And then, I literally uh, just listened to, to your album, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, last week in the car. <laughs> That's so sick. And, so, yeah, when yeah. Dean has some issues, I asked – Michael to do vocals for us. And that's right when yeah. Blood and Ink found us on uh, MySpace and yeah. signed us. 
And then, so he got in right mm-hmm. when we did yeah, Golgotha. That's when we went and did the journey piece. Yep. So we and, did that. Wow. And then mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, and then we've had several members since then. I won't get all into it, but several different bass players, several different drummers. Um, Michael left and Dean came back. And then Dean left, and now Michael's come back. So Michael's our fourth the vocalist, but we've only had two. Yeah, that probably doesn't happen too often. <laughs> That's the thing with being friends. You know, you're just always connected. So it's like, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Then in 2008, you know, we, we released horror. I think in 2007, we signed a victory. Um, and that was in large part due to our friends and a day to remember um, they played mm. our music for some folks at Victory, and their AR guy reached out to us, and we went and played for them. They signed us. No kidding. We released horror, recorded horror, I think, in 2007, the end of it, and then released it in January of 2008. And then, yeah, in wow. July 2008, uh, we decided that we were no longer going to be a band and, uh, okay. yeah, stopped touring. What was that? What What brought you guys to that decision? Tired, I think. Yeah. <laughs> getting older. And, uh, and getting one, of the guys, one or two of the guys was leaving after that tour. Okay. And uh, yeah. So it just felt we like tired. Yeah. Gotcha. It was like, well, I say, I was, I was right at just turned 21 at the time. So I was still super young. But it had been three mm. hard years of touring nonstop, playing wow. nonstop. So, but uh, we're kind of like, oh, let's move on to the next thing. You know, and then so you guys said you you kind of had a text group going over the years, but like what what brought back this this comeback officially? Was it just being asked about Furnace Fest? Was yeah. that, no, was, the vinyl really kind of stirred the. Oh yeah, yes. So yeah, when yes, yeah, so those guys that was out crazy. And by the way, <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly. When the guys told me, I was thinking it had been so many years. I was like, these poor guys are about to lose their money. <laughs> but, no, it's sold out in like what? Like a minute 40? Like, well, cool, because we're going to get a copy out of it, you know, for ourselves. So it's yeah. a nice little collection. Yeah. You know? So when they did it and it sold out, I was like, he called me and I was like, there's no way. Sure enough, it sold out in like a minute 40 seconds. Yeah. So I, I think like, that's what's wow. in the group chat, right? Yeah. The group chat was like, hey, these guys reached out to me and want to release Golgotha. So we yeah. started a group chat with everyone on Golgotha. Um, to say, hey, is everyone okay with with doing this? Yeah. Mm. And uh, that kind of started, and that kind of started the conversations. And yeah, like I said, Crane has been just around us forever, yeah. so he was involved. And Crane and Scott and I kind of messed around and jammed a bit together with maybe something different before COVID and it ended up not happening. Uh, so he was kind of been around for the past three or four years, and it's like kind of like maybe a, a member of something that Scott and I was going to do, you know? So. But now he's just in with like comes coming. Now he's just in with <laughs> He's been he's felt like he's been in it the whole time anyway. He's been around for it. Like I said, I'm their biggest fan. So uh, Jeremy would say I'd come to stand in the front and cheer for him and clap my hands. <laughs> uh, I had him sign my shirt after every show. He has his own story about it, but you know, <laughs> it, it, the, the bad part about it is kind of you know after with blood you know transition. I was playing in another band. So a lot of the gear that they were using and the big heavy road cases ended up in my possession. So then I took the I took the reins and started traveling and with the big cases. And funny enough, I never got rid of them. So uh, the big cases are coming back out of retirement. So it's <laughs> nice. kind of special. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. 
That's cool. And I, I hope there's some some good footage of you guys playing at, at Furnace Fest. I'm sure there will be. But Hopefully I'll be there. There's no way I can get there. So I'm like, that's that's the way I live through this scene. It's just videos. <laughs> it's it's about 50-50 for me right now. So but I would love yeah, to we're, we're excited. We're playing uh, in Savannah, Georgia yeah. at a, something called Aura Fest um, with Body Snatcher and Barrier Dead oh, nice. um, on June 10th. Okay. Uh, so that will be our first show back. Got awesome. it. Are you guys going to have pre-show jitters for the first time in 15 years? I already do. Yeah. Like, super- <laughs> <laughs> we have practice jitters. Right? <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was it like the the first practice back? I'm sure that must have been almost a little awkward, <laughs> right? I think the first practice was Crane and I. Sitting in um, the spare bedroom in my apartment, um, trying to to learn the songs, and he trying to learn, relearn them. Him trying to learn them for the first time. And I looked at him and I was like, "Dude, your own song. It's on this fret. You play it here." And he's like, "Dude, I don't think that's right." I'm like, "It's right, man." I trust. Him. <laughs> oh, Was there funny. any uh, issues? Like, I, I I hear a lot from bands that used to play like like fast music. They're just like, "Why?" Why did we like do this so fast? Is it hard to match that again? Well, our well, record was always faster, right? Yeah, we we slowed everything down live. Oh, okay, <laughs> and we really had a good time with that. So, like, and going back and listening to Golgotha and trying to relearn it, like it's just ridiculous—the tempos of everything in those songs, <laughs> um, especially all the slow parts, because we play them so slow live, and that's just what I remembered of everything, and mm-hmm. so. Going back and listening to the record was really strange. I'm just kind of like, man, it's a 30 BPM faster than what we did live. And <laughs> hey, so you slow it down, and now you have your 30 minute set that you need. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Talking between songs and everything, it's still not 30. Still not 30. We can't yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. But I think we just wrote our longest song. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, heck on Spotify, isn't it like three and a half minutes? I think. Yeah, three thirty-five. I thought yeah. when I was listening to it this morning for the first time, I thought it was around that two minute forty seconds ish. I thought it was going to end, and then I was like, "Oh wait, no, there's still like another minute here." <laughs> yeah, two forty so is about all we used to be good for. So. <laughs> yeah. Was it hard finding that extra fifty seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Play it again slower. Yeah. <laughs> Play it again slower. <laughs> what were you That's gonna say, funny. Chris? Um, I was just gonna ask, like, being a graphic nerd, uh Ooh, yeah. Tell us about the new logo. Like what came about with that. It's a totally different yeah. style from what you guys used to have. Yeah. Um I commissioned an artist that I could not even tell you their name. Like it was <laughs> a random person that I found in like some Facebook group. How long? Two years? Around COVID time, yeah. right? Yeah, two years uh, at least. It was around COVID time. Uh, whenever I found someone, they did some cool looking art, and I was like, "Hey, will you do my band a logo?" And they did it, and I just fell in love with it. I think it looks um, yeah, really good. Looks you can actually you know, read it. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, that's." I was like, "That's cool," and it's. I thought that you know. For me, like, I know it's about nostalgia for a lot of folks, and it's about, I think it's like that for us, too. Um, but also, we want to write some new music. We want to do something new. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it would be cool to have something new, you know, yeah. something different. Yeah, something fresh. 
right? Not saying we won't ever use the old one again on merch or something like that, but um, I thought it'd be cool just to do something new, something fresh. And, and yeah, it was, um, I believe it was a girl from the UK, to be honest with you. And I cannot remember the life of me, um, her, her artist uh, name. So. If she's listening right now, you just DM us. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Now like 10 artists are going to try to take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it is, a sick it's logo. really clean. I, I like nice. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love black metal, and I feel like it looks a little black metalish to me. And mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's something I've always been really into. So I love that aesthetic. Sweet, that's awesome. So I would love to talk about uh, something that like that the Christian scene has almost come to expect from bands who come back together is that either the band no longer wants to associate with faith, or that like none of the members like even have faith anymore. I'd love to just get into your guys's personal faith talk a little bit about how like how you guys have stayed on the on the narrow all these years and how you guys still want to use this as a ministry tool because i think that's that's something that's sadly very rare today in the scene so i'd love to hear a little bit about that and what influence it still has on your guys's music um <laughs> so well, i noticed that too right like uh-huh. um and and i think that was a big driving force, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like when with blood comes cleansing first came on the scene, there wasn't very many Christian bands playing this style of music, this genre. Um, I think the genre itself was in its infancy. There wasn't too much going on with it just in general, mm-hmm. um, especially bands that were Christian. Um, I feel like we have kind of come, you know, a full kind of 360 degrees back to that. We are back to a place to where this genre now is taken off. I mean, it's so good. There's so many great bands Mm-hmm. that are out there now playing this style of music, but um, I would be hard pressed to name very many Christian ones, right. you know, that are, that are playing this style of music. And yes, a lot of bands that come back and don't want to associate with their faith anymore, or, you know, have lost it or, or whatever, or maybe out, outgrown it or something like that. Right. Um, but I think for all of us, it's, it's very, um, it, it means everything to us. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the whole, one of the whole reasons why we decided to come back and, and keep doing this and push it is to bring this message that we have again to, you know, to people who may not get a chance to hear it. You know, um, that's what it's been about since we started. It's what we're still about. It hasn't changed at all. Not, not even a little. That's awesome. I love that. I think, I think something that I want to speak on that's kind of special to me, especially growing up around these guys. So I did a lot of the night driving. Scott did a lot of the night driving we had a lot of 3 a.m. phone calls here and there talking about life. And even with me and Jeremy living very close to each other, there's been many times we hang out throughout the years and we talk about different things in life. and We talk about faith and what does it look like and how do we as Christians uh, navigate through that, especially even Sasser with us keeping in touch through like Instagram throughout the years and stuff. And I think something that's special to me is one of the biggest things that I do remember about with blood besides being this super awesome heavy band was I remember seeing the band itself and all the members in the band taking time to relate to people at shows and talk about faith and really put it out there with blood was that band that always had time for people. So that's like really special to me. And that's one of the big things that I remember besides the, the music, it was the time and how they cared about people that were around them. So that's like really special to me. So that's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always 
uh, a big game changer, especially for for younger people when they're going to live shows when fans take the time to actually interact with them, mm-hmm. especially on a deeper personal level. And it comes to stuff like faith. So 100%. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. I mean, yeah, it's an opportunity for that was always there, you know what I mean? And, and, and everybody probably feel the same way that, that, and y'all probably do the same way that the scene was full of kids that just uh, weren't wanted at church. You know? right. They, um, they weren't given an opportunity really. Maybe they heard the gospel when they were younger, but, but even then, like, I mean, we've toured with a band. I can't remember their name. They're from Philadelphia. Maybe Jeremy remembers them. But um, I remember standing outside a show in Jersey with one of those guys, and the dude just said, yeah, I don't even know who Jesus is. And, like, we're all raised in the Bible Belt. We're raised in the South. Like, <laughs> everybody knows who Jesus is and knows at least a half a dozen Bible stories, you know. So, um, you know, I think we got to really see the need out there to reach some kids that – weren't going to hear the gospel any other way. And if this was the way to get them in was through music, then you know it was an awesome avenue that God allowed us to be a part of. So I think mm. that conviction has stayed all these years. And I've even seen it morph into other things that maybe I didn't understand because my, my family and my parents accepted this really, really well. Because Spence was 16 when he started playing with the guys. Wow. I was 18, just turned 18. <laughs> We were young. I mean, getting in a van with a bunch of people and just driving around the country. And, uh, and they, they kids that and, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they saw the need just like we did. Free so, GPS, right? We have like a freaking Atlas. Printed map quest direction. You guys are stopping at Staples to print out the map quest every day. Yeah. We had to play like a hundred shows to save enough money to buy a Tom Tom, you know. Like, told us <laughs> <laughs> we felt like we were a dad at the moment because we we're like, yeah. we're about to take this kid out. His parents are trusting us. Like, what is it? <laughs> uh, story about this before we get back. We broke down one time in South Dakota and had to walk to this bar. It was the closest thing, only thing in there. I mean, it is snowing. I mean, freezing oh, no. cold outside, yeah. like below zero. We get to this bar and they wouldn't let Spence in because he was too was young. Too young. So he was <laughs> <laughs> area until the rain came and got us. South Dakota, Scott Nebraska. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> was there any uh, particular standout moments that you guys can remember on, like with interacting with fans at shows, like anything that was like a super special? Um, like just a cool moment that stands out to you? I mean, personally, like I was just always just taken aback and surprised that our band meant something to people, you know, so much to people. Um, mm-hmm. That was always just really strange to me because here we are, we're just, we're young dudes just kind of in this van kind of doing what we're doing, you know, and just kind of getting sucked into the daily life of it. And then somebody will stop you and say, Hey man, you guys, really helped me in this time in my life where I was going through, you know, this, that, or the other. And, you know, for me, that was just, I mean, it was shocking. And I still get it on Facebook sometimes and things like that, you know, where, mm. where people would tell me stories about what the band meant to them. And I mean, it's just such a blessing. You know what I mean? Talking about having a bad day and that makes things much better. You know what I mean? To hear that, you know, yeah. you could be part of something that God used uh, in someone else's life. I mean, heck, if it was just one person, I mean, that's what it was all about, you know? Right. So, um, I remember I gave a guy a Capri Sun 
um, behind a venue one day because I had an extra one and we just sat and talked and he thanked me for sitting and talking to him. I'm like, what are you thanking me for sitting and talking to you for? Like, that's, that's weird. Don't do that. Of course I'll sit and talk to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know, to me, it was just, I don't know, just our interaction that the band meant so much to people was. That's was really so cool. cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. We've gotten mess. I mean, I get messages too. It's crazy. Like several years, even for the last 15 years, people either write two messages. One, even that we helped them hit their PR for the day or two, <laughs> in their life with blood kind of intersected in a moment for them. And it, mm. it helped change, you know, and set them on a different path. Or even if they didn't, like they just respected that we were willing to share what we believe without any condemnation or just to have an open conversation with them. So um, whether we believe the same at the end of that or not, or whether they decided to, you know, take our view on, on our faith or anything like that, but at least they were like, Either way, you guys are really cool about just having that conversation and leaving it open um, and being honest. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Well, it is cool. Um, so switching gears a little bit, you guys said something uh, maybe about 10 minutes ago that uh, we kind of glossed over that I want to hear about. Are you guys are friends with the day to remember? Yeah, we were a long were. time ago. Okay, like, I, I'd love to hear about yeah, that. Not that something bad happened or nothing like that. Right, it's just right. We grew out of, right, like, right. Um, we, them being from Ocala, Florida, we played a lot together, um, you know, when they were coming up and we were coming up because it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, we just lost touch. That's all it was. Got it. Yeah, they, they just, they really blew up. Right, I mean, they right. Were, so I'm assuming so you now, guys were friends around the, uh, with those who have heart era? Yeah. When yes. the album came out, okay. we played a yes. couple dates with them. And like a That's Sector 7 cool. G and a Guth or something like that. That's really cool. But it was like, you know, it's neat. Like, like I mentioned earlier, Whitechapel. Like, we booked and took them on the first U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. Um, when we would play Houston and East Texas, we'd have a Pawn and Burning Body who was a local band. No way. We always got those guys. Like, I knew promoters. I was like, get these, get, get them to come. <laughs> There's another band there. I can't remember the name. Like, we'd always, like, have them come play because we just loved the guys that were fun. It was cool shows. They had a cool draw. So, like, there's just – it's funny looking back at some of those bands that I remember. Or even For Today, before Maddie joined Maddie uh, oh, For Today. Really? Like, playing with them at Vino's uh, Pizza in Little Rock, Arkansas. And it's <laughs> us and them, and there's 70 people there. I love uh, it. And Carthage. How much did we tour yeah, with Carthage? Yeah, no way. Carthage. Yeah. Like, and, crazy, uh, you know. Like, we would – you know, they would draw huge on the West Coast. We would draw some on the East. And we'd kind of flip flop headlining, you know, around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we played with them a lot coming up, and they, you know, they were great friends of ours. And I always say were because I just haven't talked to them in years and years and years. I'd feel weird now, like, hey man, you know, remember me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the the coasts were split real big. I mean, I don't know if it's like it. The scenes like that anymore. I feel like it's just a million people at every show I go to now. But like West Coast bands, like kind of hung out in the West Coast. They didn't make it over here, right? And same with the East Coast. So like when we did the first Scream the Prayer tour, like we changed up who was headlining, who was playing late based on where we were in the country because Sleeping Giant had never been to the East Coast except for Face Down East Coast Fest. Um, Impending Doom had never been over here. Um, all these other bands had just never been on this side of the country. So did y'all do um, Tommy from uh, Sleeping Giant here recently? Yeah, I think yeah, I was. Yeah, the Holy Demon yeah. episode that actually became yeah. our yeah. most listened to episode. Within like a month yeah, and a half. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
Tommy is just one of the easiest people I've ever met. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you guys all get to meet up at Furnace Fest. Yeah. 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 yeah holy name playing live. I'll, I'll tell you I'll actually I'll tell you a really cool story about Go for it. We did a screen the prayer with those guys and uh I don't think we had played anywhere with them before. I think that's that was just the start of that relationship. And uh, those guys are just so kind and loving. And I had um, a wore-out pair of low-top Chuck Taylors that I wore that were red. <laughs> that they were rough. Everything I wore was rough. Just <laughs> and, uh, I think we were playing somewhere in Louisiana, maybe Baton Rouge, something like that. I feel like we were Texas, Louisiana, somewhere like that. And uh, me and Tommy and a few other guys in the band all went to a mall to eat food, and we were just shopping around. And uh, we went into like a Foot Locker or something like that. And I was hanging out with because uh, me and Tommy and I can't remember who was playing drums for him at the time. Um, but anyhow, we're just sitting there looking at shoes, and Tommy's like, "What kind of shoes do you like?" And I was like, oh, "We're just." T-. He was telling me what he liked, and what I liked, and uh, I had pointed out some Nike Cortez. I was like, "That's the shoe. I like that shoe. It's pretty cool." And uh, those guys bought me a pair of Chuck Taylors and a pair of Nike Cortez and gave it to me when we got back to the show. And I wow. kept those shoes for probably 10 years. They were falling apart, but wow. probably one of the nicest things anybody That's ever did. Christmas. But I'll never forget those guys for it. That was, uh, that was something really special. That's it cool. meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Especially for a touring band to buy a different band member's shoes. Like, yeah. That's a right. lot of money point. on tour. Yeah, yeah. Really there, there were some gracious dudes. Yeah. So. Would you, speaking of uh, of scream the prayer, would you guys be able to try to bring that back? Because I want to go to one of those. Because I see those <laughs> tour lineup posters, and I'm like, if this happened today, this would oh, this would man. easily sell out a two thousand, three thousand cap room, easy. I'm gonna come in and still Christian bands. I know, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like you guys could do a modern version. <laughs> we played a couple dates on it in 2011, but when was the last Screen the Brand? When did they? I die? think it was 2013. I think, only did three I years think 2013. Maybe? I remember purchasing a ticket to live stream it online and watch oh, it from my room, but I was wow. like. It wasn't very good quality. <laughs> like somebody <laughs> just set up a camcorder in the back of the venue, and but it's just uh, a cell oh, phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. uh, cornerstone, right? Yeah, cornerstone. Yeah, cornerstone back it would be sick. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Is there any any of those bands, or I guess any new bands in particular that you guys listen to that you would be like like you guys are a fan of nowadays in the Christian scene? In the Christian scene, in the Christian scene, I I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk scene in general. What do you, have, how you guys listen to? For only name, I don't love all their I'm stuff. For, but... If anybody wants to help me, <laughs> I talk, I talked to Chase and the guys at Seven Star. I tried to get them to come play a show with us, but <gasps> oh, I be want so them cool. back. That would be one of the best I'm Christian hardcore bands ever. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chase was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. We're done. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, man. They need to make a comeback. That would be really cool. I need Brood of Vipers. Like, just let's go. Oh, Repeat. man, that yeah. album. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> cool. That's good. But, yeah, to Chris's point, I'd love to hear, like, what are you guys inspired by? Are you guys drawing influence on the new um, music that you guys are writing? Are you guys drawing influence from any modern bands? 
Sure. Always and forever dying fetus. Dying yeah. fetus. Okay. Dying. Probably my death metal band ever, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen them more times than, than I could count. Um, I think their influence on Scott and I both are writing style. Um, but they're old, uh, you know, an older band, but more modern <laughs> bands. I mean, uh, I love Body Snatcher. I think they're, they're great. Um, Organectomy is another band that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, Kubla Khan. Ingest- I'm a big fan. Kubla Khan is Ingested. great. Yeah. Did you say Ingested? Yeah, Ingested. That new Ingested yes. record was really good. It was, yes. Yes, it is good. It's very good. Um, I think we're, we're lucky enough that we live pretty close to where the show's happen in Atlanta too. So we find time to, we get to go together and spend that time. I mean, you know, going to Black Dahlia and all the different yeah, body snatcher cool. shows. Yeah, so, Black Dahlia was a big and, influence. Hmm. The Black Dahlia murder has been uh, influence on uh, with blood since we started. Yeah, right. them and yeah. Dying Fetus, Application, and Hatebreed. Uh, you know, Hatebreed's one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I love that kind of hardcore, Hatebreed, Throwdown, Seventh Star, all the old Christian hardcore bands like In Due Time, I Love for Enemies, Bloody Sunday, um, mm. all the ones that were on Face Down Records. Yeah. All those yeah. Ones, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised yeah. you guys weren't a Face Down band, to be completely honest. I feel like you guys would have yeah. really fit in. We yeah. never had talked to anybody up there. Like, I mean, like, I mean, we knew a bunch of bands, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, through them, but somehow. Never even approached or talked to anybody up there. I mean, we had David Quiggle did artwork for horror, but like, oh, did he? That was Quiggle. That was Quiggle. Yeah, yeah. Anything like his stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't yes. know that. How Quiggle That's cool. is uh, is being on a label something that you guys would be open to nowadays, or are you down for the 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 solo independent? You already got a manager. <laughs> <laughs> such a different world. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like is. all of this is so bizarre. <laughs> like it was MySpace and Pure Volume 15 years ago. That's how you shared everything. You couldn't get Facebook unless you had a, a EDU address. So like, I don't think Instagram was around. Spotify wasn't like, so this has been, I mean, it's been funny, like looking around and thinking, I don't know how to even be in the scene anymore. Like as far as the working gear. So, but I mean, what we went through to record those two songs versus what we did with Zeus in over three weeks up in Massachusetts when we recorded horror, totally different things, you know, and yeah. it's crazy how well, you know, I believe that pericardial infusion came out and how much effort that we put into it. Right. Like, like it sounds so good um, to me for such little effort. It's everything sounds so good now with DI guitars and plugins mm-hmm. and I have to worry about mic and cabs in the room and, all this kind of stuff, you know, it was just so much easier and took so much, you know, less time. I mean, yeah, you guys were sharing music with me. You think when we did Golgotha, I think we had two songs <laughs> when we went in the studio and I literally was like, God, get me yeah, lyrics we now. Micro, <laughs> I was like, what is going to happen? I have no lyrics. Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. we're, we're supposed to record, and, you know, and we, I think we had a week to get yeah. that done. Like, oh, the man. label's like, yeah, we're like, oh, okay. And Sidekicks didn't have voice recorders, yeah. so. Uh, Daniel, Daniel and Adam and Joseph, like all those guys who yeah. who helped us record and the yeah, mixing and mastering. So I mean, they were they were all so easy and great to work with, and yeah. just um, 
you know, it was a very fluid motion. Um, so it, we couldn't ask for an easier process and, you know, been happier with the results. Everybody who played a part in the recording, Missing Master, like I said, they really just, they, they saw the vision that we had for the songs. And I, I think they just, they did a, a perfect job in my opinion. Oh yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, nice. with Jeremy, you said, you said that it took a lot less effort than you, than you expected. Does that mean it will take a lot less effort for you guys to record a full album potentially? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Is like, that like, is I that part know. of your plan? I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if recording a full album would even be the best thing to do. I want to write more songs and I want to put uh-huh. them out and um, maybe doing that in bite-sized pieces would be mm. the best plan for us. But we never, maybe we'll release enough music to do a full length one day, um, but maybe do it in two or three songs, single here and there mm-hmm. kind of intervals until we get enough music to do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, the attention span and engagement would be higher if we did something like that. That's true. Um, rather than, than maybe just doing a full length, you know, um, but you know, who knows, you know, um, I guess we'll just have to see, you know, what God wants of us, you know, um, right now I feel like that. I feel like we're all pretty much open to writing as many songs as, as we can and playing as many uh, shows as we have time for. You know, so well, I'm open. Well, we'll, I'm we'll open to listening to as many <laughs> songs as you guys want to write. So, that's awesome. That's great. One final question: What are you guys looking forward to most about getting back together as a band? I'd love to hear all of your individual uh, answers to that question. Zach first. Uh, Zach, Zach first. Zach first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did your microphone work, Zach? Uh, just, just kind of the the butterflies. Like initially, like right, right. I think me and Scott were talking about this. Like, like as soon as you like get on the stage and you start, like you're nervous right up until like that first note. And like that's like once that part starts, like that's what I'm the most excited about. Like just kind of easing into the the um, I guess the nostalgia of playing, of how it felt, you know, to play 15 or so years ago. You're, uh, you're on the yeah. Club. Um, I think for me is, is number one is special, especially being friends with these guys for so long. But uh, music plays such a huge part of my life, and um, kind of from the last band that I played in, never knowing when it was going to end, and um, how much that meant to me, and, and the and the scene and everything. Uh, being able to to do it one more time uh, is it's seriously like a dream come true, and. Uh, uh, I can't wait to be around everybody again. A lot older, so there might be some oxygen tanks and stretchers and knee braces this time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're already starting to. We're all trying to stretch, um, but I think just really giving this platform to to do it one more time with my brothers is it's 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 very special to me. So, hmm. absolutely. I'm a go ahead. Yeah, for me, uh, just. Like I said, like even like going into Golgotha, I, I didn't feel like I had lyrics until we literally got in the studio. So I think it's a total God thing. Like I think God gave me those lyrics, and when they hit, like to still be relevant 15 years later, and people want to hear them. I think that I know that's God thing because that that was me writing just myself. It probably wouldn't be that good. And I feel like the same thing with the two new songs that we have. I felt like those lyrics like literally just came to me in a moment, and I didn't really have anything completely written and um. 
I just want to see that translate to a live show. I just love the energy of a crowd and I like people chanting and gang vocals and stage and trying to head walk and I want an ambulance <laughs> best all these people with these oxygen tanks. It's gonna be a blast. So that's awesome. Um for me, probably being a part of some sort of ministry again, uh, you know, with blood was the last ministry that I was a part of. Um, you know, and I work a regular job now and, you know, do regular job stuff and life is fairly normal, and, but God has blessed me. It's good. Um, you know, but I'm excited to be kind of doing more, doing something for him, um, kind of stepping out there and putting myself out there again and, you know, putting myself in an uncomfortable position sometimes for him. You know, I think that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most, you know, just being able to do that again. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And Scott, finally. I'm going to pick two things. I'm going to pick one thing. Do it. Um, <clears throat> seeing old faces, people I've forgotten. Um, you know, we'll get to see some just people I haven't seen or thought about in 15 years or some of them longer than that. And um, being on stage and getting to worship Jesus and watch people worship Jesus with heavy music. Because I haven't seen that in a long, long time. You know, I mean, I get to go to church and be involved in music there, but um, it's there's something about throwing your fist down and stomping your feet yep. <laughs> to, to to death metal and hardcore in a breakdown. That's um, you guys get it. You know, it's different. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. something there. There's a, there's a passion that's really fun to be a part of and to look out from stage and see it happening. Is incredible, it really is. So that'll be a lot of fun. So awesome! I just want to say, like, it's been really awesome to meet you guys and to Mm -hmm. really like put faces to the names. And um, I just want to let you guys know that we'll be praying for you guys as you prep for this, um, because I think it would be really cool, like the opportunity you guys have to play in front of so many people um, at Furnace Fest and that other show that you guys are doing. And just, um, yeah, we'll be praying that that God moves and, and uses you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think there'll be some awesome, awesome stuff ahead for you. Amen. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. This conversation has been a blast. Uh, we've really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I love what you guys do, man. Yeah. It's it's so awesome. and thank you for just kind of, you know, helping us you know, get our pre-social media selves yeah, out man. there a little bit more. As <laughs> soon as you did, it was like, hey, they helped us you know, all the time. Man. Um, we, we, we can't thank you enough for that, what you guys have done for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's really awesome. And I'm glad to have made some new friends. That That's great. And let us know, you know, yeah, absolutely. if you ever come, come down this way and, you know, can come see us play. Always stay in touch with us, please. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm up in Indianapolis. So if you guys ever make it through the Midwest, I'd love to come out. Cool. Or we'll cool. just see it first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, God willing. <laughs> Sean's going to have to go purely for, for Haste Today, and then everybody else is just the... Right. The, you need the a kingdom for uh, <laughs> That would yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah, but then who... Who's going to watch the merch? If I if I'm at the tent watching, I can't go see the bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring my wife. Hey, honey, just stay here. Sell shirts. (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much.
Thank you. Thank you. Well, everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of the Kingdom Core podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to the guys in With Blood Comes Cleansing for coming on, giving us your time, and sharing about this revival for the band. We are so stoked uh, that these guys are back in the scene. Just in case anybody was confused about the conversation that happened, this episode was initially recorded May 15th, which was before their second single came out, which I actually had the honor of doing the artwork for. It was so cool to work with these guys and uh, be a part of what they are doing. Uh, So go and check out both of their new singles out now on Spotify, streaming, Apple Music, everywhere. Probably where you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can go hear their new singles. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, uh, including the lower tiers. I think you guys deserve a shout out. So we'll start with you guys, uh, Logan Morehouse, Joel Holder, and William Fournier. You guys are awesome uh, for being supporters as well at the $5 level. And then uh, our $10 core givers, we got Anthony Kuchma, Aaron Peter, Daniel Harding, Fabian Richter, Frankie Blocker, and Steve Michalowski. And of course, our true fan supporters, the Dead Pedal Coffee Company, uh, they've been supporting us ever since the beginning. Those guys are awesome. Go and check out their company if you are into coffee, uh, Dead Pedal Coffee Company. As we kind of stated in our last episode, uh, with our news, Sean and I have both been uh, dealing with new jobs and career paths, and it's it's taken a lot, and I've been working a lot. So that is why everything's a little bit delayed at the moment and not as much content coming out. But stay tuned. we got some more podcasts coming out uh, throughout the summer. Hopefully not as few and far between, but... Uh, With the way the schedule's going right now, that might be the case. So thank you all for listening and your continued support. Share this episode with a friend and go and check out the new music and old music from With Blood Comes Cleansing. All right, until next time, God bless, and we'll see you soon.